you know, he would step across the line. Habitually. He's a habitual line stepper. What up, boy? What up, man? We are back, baby. Thank you for joining us on the Habitual Line Steppers podcast. I am Garrett Langley Henson. And I'm Terry Ricardo the Shades of Second. The Deuce is freaking loose, Terry. And you know who, all, who else was loose, let out of their cage this weekend, bud? Who was it, buddy? Me. Your boy. <laughs> Present and accounted for. I unleashed myself on the city of Chapel Hill this past weekend. Um, somehow my mom was able to get tickets to the Duke UNC game for Coach K's final game against Carolina in the Dean Dome. That's a good ticket. That's a hot ticket right there. Yeah, man. You watched the game at all? Yeah, man. I watched it. Uh, I was at... Um... My friend's house, Josh and Taylor, shout out to them. We were watching the game. I mean, we pretty much knew it was over when it started, you know, unfortunately for UNC. But, uh, it was, you know, it was fun to watch Coach K, you know, beat up UNC for his last game. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> hey, shout out to Davis. You know that's my guy. You know, I uh, went to his basketball camp for 10 years. Always going to ride for Hubert. Yeah, of course. But man, this is, a, this is a tough one, Terry. This is a tough one. <laughs> I don't know uh, a lot more that Hubert could have done. The only dude who could score for UNC was that white guy, number 45. Yeah, he was hitting threes left and right. I'm like, Whoa. He also had a the Jordan brand dunk. He did the Danny Green on the motherfucker. Yeah, I saw that too. I saw that. That one was crazy. Didn't see I mean, that coming. I mean. Not at all. But there's these guards, man, like watching it live, they could not get past the three-point line with the ball in their hands. So the dude guards are just strapping them up, huh? They could they could not dribble into the paint, and <clears throat> every well every single possession is a contested jumper. Yeah, or they threw it into a big man who had a larger defender on him, and he threw up a wild shot over the backboard a couple times. Well, it, this is tough for Hubert. Before we get into the Coach K conversation, like he, it's not really his uh, recruiting class per se. Like, it's a little bit of Roy and a little bit of Hubert, but not really. Like, you know, who knows if the players really knew what, like, the whole transition period was going to go down. So I can't say too much about these guys. You know, it's not the typical Hubert Davis team, I would say. It, it's more towards, like, Roy Williams' bullshit type of team where it's a bunch of dudes that are probably going to be there for three to four years. No real star. Your big man is supposed to get a whole bunch of offensive rebounds. Your outside guys really can't shoot. It's a typical Roy Williams bullshit, but they don't play fast pace like I'm used to seeing. So it's it's a little different. Honestly, Terry, stylistically, it reminded me of watching like the Houston Rockets, but the G League. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Like now, worse than that, NCAA is worse than the G. Like there is two players involved in every action, and then the other three guys are standing around just like this on the perimeter. Uh-huh. So it's the pick and roll. Yeah. But straight pick and roll. They didn't know first of all, like manipulating the pick and roll. I don't know who the guards are for Carolina. Uh, I'm sorry. Love break some hearts, but Love and first, some other you guys kid. need to play some more two K. All right. So no. Just get used to the basics of reading a pick and roll. All right. <laughs> there are so many occasions where they call a pick and roll on the strong side of the floor and then like read the pick and roll into traffic, bring in an extra defender. So now you have an extra defender on there. It's three on two, defend, three defenders on two guys. And 
predictably, there was a whole bunch of turnovers, a whole bunch of bad shots. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, watching UNC this year is bad. Watching them last year was bad too. I don't, I don't necessarily like watching them play at all, to be honest with you. But uh, you, you telling me you don't know who Leaky Black is? Uh, you forgot I, about I Leaky? Know, he was the only dude that was like uh, <laughs> I turned to the people. I was like, Leaky Black's the only guy out here I've actually seen play before. Yeah, that boy Leaky Black is like a six-year senior. Like, I feel like he's been at UNC for a really long time, man. Hey, he was the dude I was impressed with the most. He was actually really? like fucking guarding, like fronting people that needed to be fronted. He was paying attention. There, there was this one play that like stuck out to me, Terry, that just hurt my soul. Where yeah, uh, it was uh, Baycott, Armando Baycott, pick and roll with a point guard. He gets, he gets the switch and gets the mouse in the house point guard on him. Yeah, He comes out then to the three-point line, gets the ball, and asks for another screen from the power forward. <laughs> they switch back and put the power forward on Baycott, and they put the yeah. guard back on the point guard, and then Baycott takes a step back too. That's that recognition, man. These guards, they got to recognize what's going on out there. I mean, that's – in college basketball, guard is the huge, huge focal point, you know, as far as your team being good. And UNC just didn't have good guards this year. It is what it is. I'm not worried about it. But let's let's go ahead. That, let's go ahead. The uh, bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the good. And that was all in royal blue, not in Carolina blue, Terry. Blue, baby, Duke blue. I got to see uh, Paulo Boncaro up close and personal. He looked. Like, so he looked like the real deal. First, so is he number one? I asked, he number one Tyler Hansborough was there, and my mom, uh-huh. my mom was like, he was in the crowd, and my mom was like, "My God, she's like, he is huge." She's like, "I remember seeing him at the grocery store. He is absolutely gigantic." Well, like, I, was, yeah. I was like, "Mom, this dude playing fucking point guard for them, handling the ball, is bigger than Tyler Hansborough." <laughs> That's the difference in basketball in ten years. Paulo Bunkero yeah. is six foot ten, taller than Tyler Hansbrough, and he's two hundred and eighty pounds. He's a beast, man. He's an absolute beast, and he plays. He plays like, Yeah, he plays like a guard, bro. He, he's bro. He is smooth, man. I didn't his, realize his, how powerful he was until I saw him in real life. He is a thick lower body, and it's explosive and powerful, like. He's a big dude. Yeah. But you say he was, I wasn't he was, as impressed with him as I was by number 21 from Duke. He's a beast as well. This guy looks like he's really good. A little Nigel Hayes is the worst he could be, and <laughs> Jimmy Butler is the best he could be. Well, shit. Now you see why Coach K came back one more year. After last year, you know, they had a, a horrible year with the COVID and everything. Coach K was like, hold up. These new guys coming in. Hey, this is going to be my last year. I was going to do it last year. But this is going to be my last I don't know who, what his name is. I already forgot. <laughs> but number 21, dude, he, he took me by surprise, man. 21 is A.J. Griffin. He's good. Yeah, bro. He is huge, like, for a two-guard, which is what he was, like, pretty much playing at. Way yeah. bigger than UNC's guards. And he was hitting fucking face-up threes, jab-step threes. He had an off-the-dribble three. And then going to the basket, he was way too strong and well-coordinated for them. Yeah, I mean, even That's a Duke's point guard. I don't know who, who he is either, but he's built like fucking Marcus Smart. He's like six <laughs> five, two forty five himself. You talking about Jeremy Roach or you talking about Wendell Moore? Which one? I think Wendell Moore. 
Yeah, he, he's a big dude. There was he's, one he's where he strong. cuffed it and went to the basket, and he had he was just had the point guard riding his hip the whole time. He was just, he yeah. got all the way to cup. It was like, get off me. Yeah. He's not. They got a. This is a different Duke team. It kind of reminds me of the O one guys, like the O one through like O four guys. I would say like they're all strong. They're NBA bodies, like across the board. Yeah. You know, they can't shoot like those past teams, but the talent is there. Like they're very very talented and they're smart. They don't play like without like. They play in their means, and they don't do things that are, like, out of their characteristics. You know who they were they, me of, Terry? This year's Toronto Raptors. It was like right. Most of the guys who are on the court, four out of five guys on the court at any time are between 6'5 and 6'9. And they all can pretty much switch on to each other's guys. Yeah. And that's what the True. fuck Duke was doing. They had the center playing drop coverage, and everyone else was switching everything. And UNC's – they couldn't do anything. And – when they did get the mismatch, they weren't posting up. So, it, Duke looked terrifying, man. That look, honestly, to me, man, look, the future of basketball is so, six, five to six, ten guys who can dribble, pass, shoot, and play defense. So, talk to me about their center. So, I mean, basically, you 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 got really lucky this year, man. You got to see what a lot of people are saying the number one pick in the draft. All right. Yeah. So talk to me about their talk, talk to me about their center though, the big boy. How much bigger did he look than all those other guys? Mark Williams. Honestly, number 15. He, he looked like Clint Capella. Okay. That's what he looked like out there. Was Clint Capella. Yeah, Cuz he's supposed to be like he's like 7 feet 280 or something yeah, like that. That was the reason they shot two shots over the backboard from underneath the basket. Who you would see. They had two layups and they shot over the backboard. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Hey, he was in and shit. I mean, listen, he didn't do anything but rebound, block shots, and dunk. Yeah. That's 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 the playbook. But Plain is the me. nice thing that I uh, enjoyed about watching him, and I commented to Jim about this during the game, is yeah. he never once post up looking for the ball like I'm about to just go into my Hakeem Olajuwon bag and I need my yeah. post touches. He's like, no, yeah. I'll stay within the flow of the office. I'm going to stay in the matrix. I'm going to get fucking six dunks and 13 rebounds. Play a role. Yeah. I was a play a role. Man. He's a guy who looked like he could play in the league, too. I mean, he definitely can go to the league. He's one of those guys, though, that he would benefit from staying, like, a couple of years just to develop post moves, just to know that, like, you can do that shit. And then otherwise, we know you can run up and down the court, you know, and block shots and get rebounds. But if you can get buckets on dudes that are way smaller than you, Develop those moves. Honestly, it's easy. I, I'm giving up on anybody developing post moves who didn't have them in college <laughs> besides Joe Ellenbeed. Joe Ellenbeed is probably the last dude who came in with no post moves who left with a bunch of them that I can remember He's, doing that. Yeah. How long did he stay at Kansas? One year. He just stayed one, right? Okay. The improvement from the beginning to the end. Shout out to Philly, man. Philly did that. But let's 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 talk about your boy Coach K. So I know you grew up a Duke fan just like I did. You know, you you ended up straying away from him after you went to college, of course, because you went to an ACC school. But uh, Coach K for you, best college coach? I mean, he's got five championships and all in the modern era. None of that bullshit before there were 64 teams in the tournament. Like, it's a really hard NCAA tournament to win. 64 teams playing games, one and done. Shit's hard as fuck. You know, he, he got two championships in the 90s. And he got three in the 2000s and then one in the or actually two in the 2000s and then uh one no one in the 2000s holy shit and he got two in the 2010s my guy that's some weird ass shit 
I thought those O2 teams had more than that. <laughs> but your boy, he's a, he's a good coach. A thousand wins, most wins of any college coach ever. I mean, he's one of the best coaches for me. Coach Team USA. Is he so so you saying he's the GOAT, the greatest college coach of all time? Definitely. Fuck fucking uh, Paul. What was his fucking name? Wooden? John Wooden. What's his first name? John Wooden. John Wooden. Yeah. He's still the now, best college here. coach of all time. John Wooden had Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Actually, he had Lou Alcinder, Terry. What? Okay. <laughs> he had Lou Alcinder. Fuck! And Bill Walton. <laughs> That's eight chips right there. Well, six, I guess, because I think Lou Alcindor yeah. couldn't play. Well, you know what? I'll see your Lou Alcindor and and Luke Walton or Bill Walton, and I'll raise you Shavlik Randolph and Josh McRoberts. <laughs> not even close. Well, that, <laughs> not even close. Number one, they're five-star recruits, man. Those are number one guys. They're going to Shavlik Randolph. They're going to college basketball. Hell no. Shavlik Randolph thought he was the number one pick in the draft. And Coach K was like, bro, you're a five-year player, not even a four-year. You need to stay here forever. Don't go to the NBA. Shavlik but shout out to him for making a little bit of a career, he, honestly. He thought that he was uh, – uh, who was the white boy? He thought he was Christian Leitner and fucking Andre Kirilenko put in a blender. <laughs> he, he's wild. And, uh, but what do you, you think about Coach K's career, man? Legendary boy. Best coach for me. Best college coach ever. I'm, I'm not. There's not like I'm not from California, so I'm not going to be like biased. I feel like everybody's going to. No, be I'll, more I'll say he's coach. the best coach, but not for the reasons you gave, Terry. What do you think? I think he's the best coach because he was the best coach in the pre-modern era of basketball. He was the best coach in the modern era of basketball in the two the, the early two thousands, where mm-hmm. you know right after Jordan retired again. And the AI Kobe League with T Mac and all them. He was still the best yeah. coach then, and then he was the best coach in the postmodern era, playing a positionless lineup out there with four guys that switch everything. The Changing his game, uh, yeah, coaching style to adapt to all the one and dones. Playing with, uh, you know, four out, one in. He adapted through the times, and he's been the best or the second best for thirty years. And basketball has yeah. changed so much. Even that Tyler Hansborough, like, yeah, true, true. The Palo Boncaro versus Tyler Hansborough, you know, Coach K changed with the times. He didn't get left behind by them. And for that, he is the greatest college coach of all time. I agree with you, man. And I don't think, if you think about any of these other college coaches that were kind of competing with him at the same time, I don't even see any of them, like, being Team USA's coach and, like, the guys actually listening to them, like the NBA guys listening to him and, you know, taking his lead, you know, like, nobody, Roy Williams isn't doing that shit. I'm not listening to him. Jim Beheim was on the staff, yeah, of course, but, you know, that was just for zone purposes. That wasn't like he's the head coach. I never would have thought that. Calipari, maybe, but he's not giving me no results. One championship hey. out of all these one-and-done years. Hey, you know who could have done it? Kevin Ollie. <laughs> Kevin Ollie could have done it. Yeah, possibly, but he's an NBA guy for a long time. You know, that's different. Well, he, I'm talking he about won the chip at UConn. Good. Hey, shout out to UConn. Did he, who was the uh, player? Who was the coach? Who were the players, I mean? Uh, that was the Bridges. They had Bridges. They had uh, Brunson. They had uh, Amari Spellman. What? I thought Brunson went to Villanova. Who am I thinking of? 
I don't know. But besides the point. Besides, I am thinking also, all those motherfuckers on that villain of the team. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of dudes. Here's the thing. Here's the thing for me too, bro. When he went to Duke, they didn't really have like a program, like a basketball program. They weren't good at basketball. They were shit. He brought them from the bottom all the way to the top. When you think about the best programs in the country, Duke is always going to be on that list. Duke is going to be number one or number two on that list. There's not, they're not number three, number four. They're one of the best programs in the, uh, of all time now, when you think about it. And they, it all started with Coach K in the eighties. What did he start? I think he started in like 86, if I'm not mistaken. But I mean, they won a chip in 91 and they, their last chip is in 2015. And he was the coach of both of those teams. That's the guy for me, bro. A thousand wins. Nobody's doing that shit either. Shout out to John Wooden, but thousand of them drinks? Jim Bayham's got a thousand, but he got one chip. And he got Carmelo Anthony won him that chip. You think about the championship teams for Duke, Christian Leitner ain't doing shit in the NBA. The only dude who did anything was Grant Hill. Then he got fucking hurt. Jason Williams. I, I will say that. Jason Williams was gonna be really good in the NBA. He, he was and he got for, you know his rookie. That's that's everybody's argument for them. They're just like the Duke guys don't do shit in the NBA. They just always get hurt. They got the worst luck in the world. Even Kyrie, Kyrie's an absolute monster, but he he stays hurt all the fucking time. That's not up to Coach K. Coach K, he coached you in college. If you're off, you're off. It's not like it's his fault. If you don't turn out, that's on y'all. That ain't on him. These UNC guys ain't doing shit. UCLA isn't doing anything these days. I mean, They're just done. Duke, I think, has probably put better players in the league over the last 15 years than UNC has. I think more recently. That used to be the thing. J.J. Reddick, Luol Dang, Carlos Boozer. Those are all 10-year vets, really good guys. That's true. After that. Seth Curry's coming in now. Yep, Seth Curry. He'd been in the league a long time as well. Um, Obviously, the Japari Barker one was a a bit of a sick in the miss, as was Okafor. Yeah, yeah. Sort of kind. Looking like he's going to be in that group as well. Yep, Um, that's true. I don't know, man. You you just never Nolan Smith didn't do shit. Nah, but there is so many names, though. It's a lot of names. Yeah, it really is. It's a lot of names of dudes. So you got to shout out to him for shout being one of the Harrison Barnes for being the next Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one dude who should have left after his first year. <laughs> Comes back after his second year. He's been the number uh, one pick, man. Who knows? Whatever. He may have been an all-star if he had gotten number one to the right situation, Terry. That's it true. It happened for uh, his teammate, Andrew Wiggins. Or uh, not teammate, but they crossed paths and teams cross paths in an alternate universe right. yeah but look, coach could have been him he's looking at yeah. him like oh <laughs> just hit the side of the backboard six times in the nba final yeah. true hey look man coach k might ride onto the sunset with this beautiful team too they might win a championship this year they, they got a team to do it so we'll see you know he, he's coached a lot of all-stars and i see you wanted to make that transition towards these uh all-star reserves that which kind of came in between yeah. That we saw this week. Hey, look, you know? What you picking up what I'm putting down? Allie Newton Do you? Street is <laughs> off the You already know it. So we might as well do it, man. The All-Star game this year is in Cleveland. All right. We already talked about last time the starters and Andrew Wiggins being named. Uh among the stars in the West. Stars yeah, the we East, talked about there weren't really any surprises to me. Nothing crazy. Trey Young being a starter is you know, but then you said DeRozan doesn't play guard and shit. So it's like, what are you going to do? Yeah. It is what it is. 
You know, I'd like to see Levine with a better record, but you know, whatever. It's no big deal. Posterity's sake, I'm going to name all the East starter or all the East players right now that made this year's All Star team, and then after that, we could talk about what we would do a little different. Okay. Go for it. So the starters in the East: Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, Trey Young, and Demar Derozan. Yeah. The reserves are in the front court. We have Jason Tatum, Chris Middleton. And Jimmy Butler. Ooh. For the backcourt, we have Darius Garland, James Harden, Zach Levine, and Fred Van Vliet. No surprises. Going to the no west surprises. side, our starters were LeBron, Nikola Jokic, and Nikola. <laughs> Steph Curry and John Morant. And K pop. Yeah, right? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get Justin Bieber back to affect the tr- Twitter verse. So we can get somebody even more ridiculous in, like, Bones Highland next year in the All-Star game. Nah, he would have voted for Andrew Wiggins, too. Canadian Connection, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> you <Canuck. laughs> Don't be mad at the player, man. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to cry about it like Rudy Gobert did. <laughs> okay? <laughs> yeah, he's absolutely ridiculous. He headlines the not- uh, West Reserves, Rudy Gobert. Yeah. He's joined by Devin Booker, Luca. Draymond Green, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and the big cat, Carl Anthony Towns, Terry. Cat. Three years running, big cat. All right. Three years running. Let's go straight up. Who's the biggest snub? The biggest snub of them all? Snub from this whole list. Who should be angriest right now? Who should feel hurt and left out and dejected and unappreciated? I think the... Biggest snub is two, maybe even three people. I think they're all in the East, though. I, it's, it's a combo between, like, one of the Hornets guys, LaMelo or Miles. I feel like they, sw- uh, like, you know, had ballots going both ways for them, so they kind of split votes in that way. LaMelo Ball probably should have made it. Bridges was really good in the beginning, then he kind of tailed off. And Jared Allen had a case, too, but two people for Cleveland would have been kind of tough. Those are my guys. Everybody in the West. Hold on. You got to pick one, man. I asked for who's your biggest snub? LaMelo, bro. I think LaMelo's the biggest snub of them all. Because without LaMelo, the Hornets ain't shit. Like we've known for the past however many years Jordan has been the fucking owner or GM and president. You know, he's doing a whole Jerry Jones black shit. He's the white and black Jerry Jones. He's taking over all that shit. He's fucking up the Hornets. He's fucking up the Bobcats. He's doing all that. Whatever you want to name Charlotte, he fucks it up. LaMelo has changed the future of the Charlotte Hornets. He's a fucking all-star, man. He's an all-star, bro. Like, what are we going to do? He's a guy. Rookie of the year? Terry. We can't give him no votes? LaMelo Ball did not make my all-star team. Go ahead. Well, who's your snub, then? I got the West. I'm fine with the West. I, I really don't have a problem on the West. My biggest snub is Jared Allen. You already mentioned him before. Okay. I uh, My heart hurts for Jared Allen. He's pretty much doing exactly what Rudy Gobert is doing, but in the Eastern Conference, and he's yeah. a more diverse offensive player and a better passer. Yeah. That's Cavaliers true. came into this season with nobody thinking they were going to be good, and they're third in the East. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a half game back of the first spot. The Cavs yeah. are they're fourth. They're one game out of first. All right. So, yeah, one game out of first. Um, yeah. You know, with a rookie in the starting lineup, a bunch yeah. of unheralded guys that 
people had either given up on, um, like Kevin Love, or Kevin Love. Shout know, out Kevin Love. Question whether he's going to be able to tolerate those around him, like Ricky Rubio. Um, I think yeah. the big loss, big loss. Colin Sexton injury kind of actually helped them shake out the rotation <laughs> some and def- give them more clearly yeah. defined roles. Yeah, me, that's true. Cleveland, the All Star games in there in Cleveland. I feel like you got to reward Jared Allen uh, and give him an All Star selection here. Much well deserved. And as an addendum to that, shame on you, Houston, for getting Jared Allen uh, in that deal from the Nets and then rerouting him for an end of the first round pick. Shame they on, wanna shame lose. on you. They want to. They want to lose. They don't want to win. What? Come on. If they had Christian Wood and Jared Allen, that's at yeah, least 28 that's wins. That's the foundation of a good team, which is what you should hey. be building. Too many wins, baby. If we tanking, we tanking. 28 wins, that's too many wins. We need to get like 10 wins. If they had Jared Allen, Christian Wood in the interior, come on, bro. That's that's a lot of wins. They're starting Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen uh, Smith, or whatever his fucking name is. Jalen Green. Green. They're going to – You going to hate on Jalen Green like that? Jalen Green is an explosive, exciting player. You're going to call him Jalen Smith. Hey. Check his PER. It's not two digits. I give a damn about that. We talk about Houston sucks. It doesn't matter. Hey, I'd rather have Jalen Smith than Jalen Green. <laughs> nah, I'm taking Jalen Smith balling for the Suns after they uh, turned down his uh, his rookie extension. But your thoughts on on uh, Allen in is the biggest snub. Am I crazy? Nah, nah. I mean, you you know, I, I mentioned him in my in my little conversation about it. He. It's either him or Darius Garland, bro. They're always going to go with the guard. If you even look at the whole East reserves, every single one of them, not a single one of them is taller than, what, 6'8", besides Jalen Tatum? I think he was 6'9", 6'10", maybe. None of them are bigs. None of them are bigs. Like, not a single one of them is a center. And none of them probably even average eight rebounds. The big guys just get looked over like it's nothing. And I agree with it because they all fucking suck. They don't do any post moves anymore. When there's a mouse in the house – the guard's like, no, I got a big in my cockroach layer. I don't know what to call it. What do you call a big out there out there bullshit? Barbecue chicken? I don't know. You think of it, a giraffe in the fucking Serengeti? Come on. I'm crossing them up, and I'm going to the hole. I'm shooting a three. The game has changed. Before, if you didn't throw it down to Shaq or Patrick Ewing or Tim Duncan or David Robinson, somebody in the post with a mismatch, you're getting subbed out. But these days, the guards Man, are taking the game. back to that. <laughs> you know, I'm not so bad at that. Definitely watching UNC Duke, I was like, we we need to go back to the basics, I think. Generation, I don't know. Uh, I mean, we, we definitely should. Bro, my thing is this. And this is the way I play 2K, so you know how it goes. If I got a 7-footer and he sucks, I don't care. He's 7-foot and you're like 6'5". I'm going to take you in the post and I'm dunking it on your head. Like, that's simple math. I, I get that 3 is more than 2. But it's harder to shoot threes than it is to dunk on fucking midgets. Like, what, what do you want me to say? So The whole East is stupid. That leads me to why I couldn't put LaMelo on the team, Terry. Yeah. He's not scoring well. Okay. He's, I got he's, you. At, he's shooting like 43% from two. He's shooting 34 from three. He's, he's not finishing at the rim well in the mid-range or from three. Uh, you know, I just can't put you in an all-star team when you're having problems scoring. You're just taking a bunch of shots. Yeah. Um, if you're going to put LaMelo in, who are you taking out? If I put LaMelo in, I'm taking Van Vliet out. I don't give a damn about Toronto. We didn't care if Toronto was going to go in or go out. You know, we don't care if they make the playoffs or do make the playoffs. 
a lot of his teammates are they're playing well. Like the team is playing well. Lamelo is the singular guy who changed the Charlotte Hornets trajectory. They were not a playoff team before he got there, not even close, not even sniffing it or thinking about it. They're a legitimate playoff contender to be in the playoffs, not like a team that's going to win. They're at least a talk about team to be in the playoffs. In the Eastern Conference, which all the teams have winning records that are in the playoffs. Are you sure the like difference, the Hawks. Are you sure the difference isn't that they went from a Zeller to a Plumley? <laughs> I'm sure it's not either one of those Duke <laughs> Carolina guys. Uh-uh. No, it's not. All right. Well, I feel not like that's all. tough for Fred Van Bleet, or uh, whatever your name is. Fred Van Bleet. <laughs> you said it. Whatever. Whatever. And then, either him or fucking Middleton can go, too. I, I could care less. Yeah. Because so, the Bucks are under. That's my pick. Middleton has to go. He has to go. Yeah. He hasn't been all-star worthy this year, either. Uh, I, I think Van Vliet actually did deserve it. I would have picked him again, too. He's just good at everything. He, he makes weird yeah. fucking plays. Consistently, and I like people who do that. I like smart players, so he'll always. Yeah, no, that's true. My book. Um, and Middleton had to go. What about you? He had to go. What about a James Harden? Can we have a James Harden conversation? Can we look at him? Can we put on our spectacles and look at him and be like, "Yeah," does he really deserve to be an All Star? He does. Eight straight losses the Nets have. Yeah, look at the rest of their team though. It's like the island. The what is it? Land of misfit toys. Like, n- none of the pieces put together. They looked at Blake Griffin, and they thought, perimeter stopper. <laughs> I, I, do, I disagree. If J- if, James Harden, if James Harden is an MVP caliber player, right? Oh, no one said right? that. No, no, no. All-star. Fringe all-star. Not MVP no. caliber player. Fringe all-star. Hey, if it's just Harden and the Nets, they're not a playoff team, bro. I can't put him in. If he's not going to get voted in by the fans because of the way he plays and his effort is piss poor, I don't give a shit what anybody says. Terry, if you, if you read my article that came out three months ago or two months ago, you'd know that this will be his last season making the All-Star team if he follows the Darren Williams trajectory. Ah, uh, yeah. I remember you were talking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, hey, I'm, I'm just saying I'm not agreeing with this. One of them has got to go. And I'm, I'm just wanting to have a little conversation. He's top three in the NBA in assists. Uh, you know, he's scoring a ball with relatively decent, uh, you know, efficiency. Scoring 22 a game. Him by himself is bad. KD could drag this team. He can't. Look at Harden's numbers and then look at LaMelo's, the guy that you want to put in. And Harden is better at everything. Nets were a playoff team. Hornets aren't without either one of those guys. Mm. Without Harden, the Hornets, the Nets were fine with KD. I'm just saying. The whole team is different (laughs) around well, I, I, I understand your point that LaMelo, but there's a difference between a, being a floor raiser and a culture changer and being an all-star. I'm good. This season, James get... Harden has been better than LaMelo Ball, and that's why he's an all-star and LaMelo is not. But let me talk about Chris Middleton for a second. because You can go ahead and talk about him. He's garbage. Terry, he doesn't deserve it. The Bucks should have two all-stars. And Middleton shouldn't be one of them. And who's the other? Well, you know how Cleveland was riding for me hard, how I took Jared Allen and put him in the game? Yeah. I'm taking Darius Garland out. Ooh, you snakes. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> so, I'm subbing out a buck for a cab and Chris Middleton for Jared Allen, but I'm doing oh, the same thing in reverse, and I'm going uh, Drew Holiday in for Darius Garland. 
Okay. His offense are very similar to Garland. Yeah. His team is a half a game better. They are. And he's Barely. a way better defensive player. Yeah. So I, I this is pretty simple. The only reason I'll disagree. You finished? I didn't want to cut you off. No. That, only- it's a simple case with Drew Holiday. Like, we know Drew Holiday. I don't have to talk yeah, you yeah. into who Drew Holiday is as a player. We saw him do it in the NBA Finals en route to winning a championship four months ago. Yeah. I mean, the only reason I'll disagree is just because we expected the Bucks to be a little better, and they aren't. I mean, it, some of it has to do with injuries, you know, to some of the players, and some of it is just poor play sometimes. They just haven't really played well. Some has to do with Middleton. Some has to do with uh, Lopez's absence. has been a yep. big loss from last year. Uh, I don't know why they got rid of him. Playing Bobby Portis at center is fine, like, in a seven-game series, but for an 82-game, uh, you know, regular season, yeah, you yeah. Know, I'm not sure how viable that is. Uh, He's a nutcase. He can get beat up, too, in terms of yeah. just, like, out physical by bigger centers. Um, yeah, definitely. He's not a big guy. I still think that they're going to be, uh, you know, one of the teams to beat this year. And – I think it's credit to a guy like Drew Holiday that we look at the Bucks and we're like, man, they're having a down season. And yeah, they're a half they game back from number one. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, but some of this has to do with, one, Ben Simmons decided not to play basketball this year. Two, Kyrie Irving also decided not to play basketball this year. You know, he's just like doing this half game, half, you know, I only play away games type of shit, only because the Nets allowed him to. KD's hurt. So, if those are your two top teams. If everyone's healthy and playing, Sixers and Nets records are going to resemble, like, Phoenix and the Warriors records. I don't care what anybody else says. Those players on their teams are just way too good for any of that shit. So, the Bucks. that being said, the Bucks, they're not doing their thing. The Heat are who they are. Those teams, they shouldn't be together. I feel like the Bucks need to be with the Nets and the Sixers, and they're not. They're not playing like that. They're coasting, which is fine because you want to chip. This is what you expect. But, you know, a lot of people aren't going to think like that. A lot of people are going to expect them to be yeah, more. Turn up in the playoffs. But uh, yeah. Drew Holiday has been more than deserving. Chris Middleton, not so much. Yeah. I have one I last you. change I have to make, Terry. Not a hero. No. We're going out to the wow. West Coast. Oh, okay. We're flying out to the West Coast. Now, I you mentioned that team top to bottom, and you were like, this is unassailable. Who am I going to take <laughs> out? That's what I said. Yeah. I'm taking out Andrew Wiggins. I don't give a fuck what the fuck. <laughs> you can't take him out. I'm bro. taking him out. You can't. No, he's, I, I snubbed him for my team. <laughs> I snubbed him for my team. He did not make the Garrett Langley all star list. In his okay. place, yeah. every bit is exciting, but with 10 times more flavor. The player that Minnesota fans. Hope that they were getting in Wiggins the first time around. Anthony Edwards. No. No. I can't go. It's too inefficient, bro. It's way too inefficient. I can't fuck with it. I cannot. Averaging. Now, I like the name. 22 like a game. The... What's the shooting percentages? Not bad. About league average. Not bad. About league average. <laughs> not bad, but not good. Terry, when you talked about LaMelo changing the culture for the Hornets and them sucking – and them being yeah. good, that's what Anthony Edwards did this year for the Timberwolves. And I called out before the season. I told you. Anthony Edwards looked big cat in the eyes, and he said, this is my team. Hop on the back of the bus, and I'll drive us to the promised land. Yeah. 
I got you. Big Cat, he made the all-star team. But the real driving force between the difference between last last season and this season has been Anthony fucking Edwards, Ant-Man, the man who ordered McDonald's at the post-game press conference. (laughs) I love him. His game is tailor-made for an all-star game setting. He's who I'm replacing Wiggins with. Okay. I, I, I can go with that. I really can. Uh, I think the West is fine. I, I really don't have anyone to take out of it. I, if you force me to change one person, maybe even two, you know who the two would be. Oh, I know. I don't have to say their names. Yeah. Go ahead and say the names because you know what I'm thinking. Rudy Gobert. Of course. France <laughs> must go. Rudy Gobert deserves nothing. Yep. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, too, which is wild. Rudy Gobert and Andrew Wiggins would be my guess. You can't take Wiggins out. He's a starter. He's solidified. Oh, just, just from the bench? Yeah. Just from the reserves. Uh, you'd probably take out Luka. Draymond Green, baby. Mr. Triple Single himself. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I don't give a damn about all these uh, Warriors are 40 and 13 type shit. Somebody else has got to get up in this game. I can't have Draymond coming. Draymond isn't going to do anything. Actually, he's not even playing because he's going to be hurt. Yeah, he is so we're going to have to. It's just this is something for his Wikipedia page. <laughs> like, no, we're going to have to replace him anyways. But I'm saying, bro, the Warriors don't deserve Draymond Green on the. I don't give a shit what anybody's talking about. This is some coach. They, they don't deserve coach. Andrew Wiggins. They do deserve Draymond Green. No, no, no. This is some coach. And uh, who else votes for the reserves? Is it just the coaches? Is it just coaches and media, or is it just coaches? I don't know. I think, players? I think it's just coaches. Did the play- nah, players. Get the players. The players are done. <laughs> we're, we're done with the players. <laughs> the players are done. No, he doesn't deserve to be an all-star, bro. Not with those numbers. I don't give a damn what they're talking about. Rudy Gobert, I don't give a damn what he's talking about. He's not. Gonna, neither one of them will do anything in the game, all right, first of all. No. Do I no. do? Well, that, that leads me to my next question, Terry. Who is going to be the first pick? Who's your first pick, and who's your last pick? Who's my first pick out of all the reserves? Yep. Or out of the whole player pool? Out of all, it's like out a- of all the reserves. Or no, out of the whole player pool, I guess. Because that's how I think doing. it is. That's how I'll be doing it. So LeBron is the captain and uh, KD Dur- captain. Durant. So yeah. excluding those two, you could be Kevin Durant or LeBron. I don't care. I'll be the other one. Giannis. He's your first pick. Giannis is, Giannis is number one. That's not even a question. He plays the hardest. You know, he's not shooting stupid-ass threes. He's going out there and dunking that shit. And then my last pick, Draymond Green. Draymond Green is doing absolutely he's nothing. He's not going to play. Hey, okay, if he's he out, then, I'm not going to say Rudy Gobert because you can actually use a big man to dunk. My last, I'm going to go with, if it wasn't in Cleveland, I would go Darius Garland. But it's in Cleveland, so they're going to try to get him a lot of shots. I would go with uh, Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic last. Disrespect. Bro, he gives me no defensive effort at all. And I know it's an all-star game, but if it's close at the end, he ain't going to be playing. He don't play no defense. He didn't play in the last times when the games were close. He was on the bench watching the boys play. All right? So we're doing that. He's not quick and he's not fast, and we're not letting him get buckets because he's white. Wow. Straight the baby up. bird disrespect. But Terry, 
I'm not even Baby Bird. I'm not he's not even close to Larry Bird. Don't even ever say that shit. And you know it. You disrespected your whole American race by saying that right there. Hey, you man. better look. You know I don't actually believe that blasphemy. Terry, this okay. is what people call him on Twitter. Okay. All Come right. on, man. Even though I think that we should have drafted him over Trey Young. <laughs> that doesn't mean Trey Young that I'm gonna pick you first, okay? <laughs> team Durant is very selective in the individuals that we acquire. All right, the team chemistry has to be just right. As you can yeah. ask James Harden, as he already wants to leave my team, despite just getting here a year ago. Um, <laughs> my number one pick, Terry, is Joel Embiid. That's a good pick. That's a solid pick. The reason we'll is the same reason you pick Luca last. When the game got close last time and it was crunch time, who was the Joel. person doing work? Mm-hmm. Joel and Swatting yep. it on the defense. He was playing harder than everybody else. He wanted it more than they Hey, look, I owe you and Joel an apology. He has now turned the whole narrative around. This man is absolutely certified out here on these NBA streets. He's an absolute beast. He's a beast of a post player. He's no longer doing stupid shit. And I think it has to go with uh, Ben Simmons not being in, but give him the respect. There's no – he'll never – Joel Embiid will never, ever have another game where he scores zero points. That's never going to happen ever again. He he won't even get less than 10. The dude's an absolute beast, and I give him all his credit. Shout out to you and to you for seeing the lights, Harry. Yep. I am going to select Rudy Gobert with the last pick. Oh, wow. <laughs> There's no reason that you're out here, bro. Like, what, Somebody's got to guard one of the big men. Like, what is he going to do, Terry? What is he hey, there's, three big, there's three big men. One of them has got to be on the other side. They can't all three of them be on the same team. I need some size. You know what? Actually, I'm changing my mind. I want <laughs> I want Rudy Gobert on my team. I want him on okay. my team because I'm going to tell I'm going to set him up. I would tell everyone else on the team, hey, son, go for the chase down block. All right? Rudy's there at the rim to protect it. Okay? Follow everyone right into the paint. Leave the middle open. I just want to watch Rudy Gobert get banged on 15 times in the all Hot, Rudy. Yeah. Hey, go ahead. Go ahead. And if I do end up picking Rudy Gobert then, then my last pick would be Chris Middleton because mm. who wants to watch a bunch of, like, Post turnaround fadeaways in a fucking All Star game. Hey, is which uh, which All Star game was this for him? Is this his second or third for Chris Middleton? Let me. I'm gonna look it up. Probably his third. I'm gonna guess. Uh, let me see this fucker. How do you spell his name? Why does he spell his name with a K? He's an idiot. This guy's an absolute idiot. <laughs> does he spell? Does he spell it K? He spells it K H R. Did you really just find out that's how he spells his name? I knew it was Chris with a K, but I didn't know it was like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's phonetic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Two All-Stars. Two-time All-Star? Yeah, It's not giving me years, but I guess this is his second or his third. Hey, look. Do you remember the All-Star game, though, his first one, when he came in straight jacking threes? I mean, you got to give him some credit. I just can't. I don't know. Luca. All, if all the guys, I, I think Luca's just not the guy for me, bro. He's the worst. He's the worst three-point shooting guard of everyone on the court. Uh, yeah, he is. But you know, at the end of the game, he's just gonna be. I do like. He's team. just gonna be posting up their point guard anyway. <laughs> That's all he's gonna be doing. We're not gonna give him the ball. That's not happening. Look, bro. There's LeBron. First of all, and- the, the, let, let's be clear. The black man will not allow 
the white man to win an MVP in an NBA. And, and the, the first Kobe Bryant trophy will not be raised by a white player. I promise you this. If, if or Doncic started heating up, even Zach Levine is questionable. Come on. Now. Zach Levine has dropped 24 in the pit tap. Yeah, LeBron is going to be like, hey, end of the bench. <laughs> nah, now you're going crazy. Jokic is actually good. Doncic is iffy, bro. The numbers are good, yeah, but I'm still I still got an APB out for a Doncic sometimes, bro. That Trey Young Luca conversation is getting a little more clear for me, bro. I'm not I'm not playing. I'm not playing. And you I'm, thought I was crazy when I said let's have the conversation a year ago. At first, bro, it needed some time, bro. Okay. But now I'm looking at it. Hey, it's a little. Gotta, let, a little gotta let the meat marinate. Yeah, I'm starting to see Trey Young's ball spot a little, a little less. I'm like, whoa, he actually has hair on the top of his head. Hold on, yeah. What? Let me fix my shit real quick. Yeah, he's on that four hymns, man. It's getting better. <laughs> By the end of the season, it's gonna look like Waluigi. Hey, look, as long as. As long as our podcast never gets sponsored by the brooms that get swept by the uh, Atlanta Hawks, I'm cool. I'm cool with it because y'all y'all got swept last time. Two years ago, that was our sponsor. That broom was the sponsor of the fucking podcast. Well, okay. last year we were sponsored by Expedia, okay? <laughs> we went in your house to kick your ass and send you on vacation. All right? So that's what Clint Capella did. Yeah, so let me let – me, um, let me ask you directly, since I told you who's not going to be allowed to win the the inaugural Kobe Bryant Jokic, trophy. Jokic could win it. Jokic is who, one of the best. Who's players. your pick to win the first Kobe Bryant MVP trophy of the All-Star game? Giannis. It's a good Or Embiid. Giannis or Embiid. Yeah, I think, I think that's a good bet. I think those guys want it the most. Although yeah. I wouldn't count out Russell Westbrook taking eight shots in street clothes. <laughs> hey, look, Russell better uh, go on vacation, okay? <laughs> I don't need to see you at the game. Go on vacation with your wife and your kids, bro. Have a nice little vacation. Rest your body. You're done. His all-star shit might be over. I mean, my man, did he make it last year? Might be. <laughs> Harry, they're trying to trade it for John Wall, who has been uh, inactive uh, by his team saying to him, we please do not want you to play basketball this whole season. And they're like, yeah, to get this guy that we won't allow to play for us, we need Russell Wilson and, or West, Russell Westbrook and a round we pick. Come on. You need <laughs> New York. <laughs> Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. Uh, but, yeah, nah, I got you. He, he – I don't know. I say I say might because like just on effort alone, sometimes he just you know he'll get hot for thirty games and he'll be an all star again. Yeah, you know I can't I can't count him out. I can't. I'm counting him out. Um, <laughs> Joel Embiid is going to win the Kobe Bryant Trophy. Uh, although Terry, I would not be surprised if Demar Derozan tries his best to win it. Nope. Yeah, I think Demar Derozan is a dark horse. Uh, Especially a guy who openly has idolized Kobe growing up. So I think DeMar grew up in LA, similar stature. Probably the last guy in the league that still shoots like mid post turnaround jumpers with yeah. uh, efficiency and effectively. I think he might want that, that Bean Bryant trophy uh, up on the shelf. 
He will. But with all due respect to DeMar DeRozan, he's just not in the same league as uh, the top five guys. He's playing really well, but he's not in the same league as Embiid and Jokic and Giannis. He's nice. And and Terry, while the Bean Bryant trophy is nice, there's a bigger trophy that's going to be awarded this weekend. It's called the fucking Super Bowl. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. America, sorry. Big Dick Joe Burrow. (laughs) <laughs> is playing in the game with his Cincinnati Bengals. On and off the field. Yes, sir. <laughs> Man, I'm so excited. He's playing the Los Angeles Rams. Glitz and glamour and Hollywood and stars and a defensive line uh, featuring Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Von Miller coming yeah. after Joe Burrow, who got sacked nine times against Tennessee in the uh, wild card round. Amnesia. We forgot about that. Oh, did we? Because Kansas, Kansas City didn't do shit. All that talk and Kansas City did nothing. Listen, I mean, come Joe on. Burrow told you guys. He's like, listen, get used to this. All right? <laughs> we don't need to celebrate uh, fucking division titles. <laughs> okay. So, so, so next year, Joe Burrow's going to be like, draft another receiver. We don't need no lines. Give me the, give me the best receiver. <laughs> Who else you got? <laughs> yeah. Who else you got this year? Get him. Terry. It's a, 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 a mashup of styles, a clash of fights. Cincinnati, which hadn't had success in forever in a town that nobody wants to fucking live in compared to Los Angeles, who, who gets people demanding trades from their teams just to go there. Yeah. How dare you? Cincinnati is nice. Cincinnati is fun. I mean, they got uh, good chili, but the city sucks and the people are worse. Oh, my God. You, you got a lot of gall. Talk about a fucking city when you lived in Chapel Hill for the majority of your life. Have you ever you lived- been to Ohio? I've been to Ohio, yeah. Nah, see, your voice just went up an octave. That's how I know you <laughs> ain't never been to Ohio. Why I've been to Ohio. People? Terry, if you... Go ahead, go ahead. Driving through don't count. There ain't shit in Ohio <laughs> but a bunch of crazy white people riding dirt bikes around and drinking fucking bootleggers mixed with energy drinks. We're talking about Cincinnati, though. That's different. Cincinnati's a nice city. How you gonna shit on Cincinnati? You live in Chapel Hill your whole life. That's where my half sister's from. I, I went there like 15, 20 times growing up. You hate it? It sucks. It's a bunch of oh. ass white people. So Chapel Hill, Chapel it's Hill, like, North Carolina. Why, why is, it's like cold country. That's what I would say. It's just cold as fuck, but it's redneck and it's hick. <laughs> Everybody's got fox like uh fox branded motocross racing decals on the bottom of their ball sack. Midwest, baby. <laughs> the Midwest it's energy. So you're awful, telling me. Awful, gray, cold, hopeless, desperate <laughs> place. And Terry, that's why they uh, they couldn't have deserved Joe Burrow more. They needed Big Dick Burrow to get them to this game. Terry, hey. if he doesn't get it done, you think LeBron leaving Cleveland was bad. <laughs> They're going to shut the planes nah. down. And I'm not talking about the ones in the air. I'm talking about all their topography. All the planes. <laughs> the Great Plains are going down. <laughs> hey, look, shout out to Burrow, though. He's a big Kid Cudi fan. Gave his jersey after the AFC Championship game to Kid Cudi. That's some big, big, big energy right there. We like that. Yes, sir. We love those. But you're telling me, you know, before we get to the Super Bowl matchup, you living in the small 20,000 population town of Chapel Hill likes Chapel Hill more than Cincinnati. Yeah. In Chapel Hill, they have books. 
right, go. You're cool. All right. So if we, we hop into the Super Bowl conversation. L.A. Rams, home game. They never really have home games, but this game is, you know, considered home. It'll still be 30,000, no, 30% capacity fucking Rams fans and then the rest of the NFL fans. I'm going with the Rams, bro. Yeah. I'm going Rams. I think the Rams are going to pull it out. I think Stafford's going to show you why he has 44 comebacks in his whole career. You know, I, I love Joe Burrow. He's a good player. Cute story that he's got going on, you know. NFL, all these young guys loving him. You know, you loving him. Our peers are loving him. I went out to bars and the people are loving him. That man Stafford's got big brass nuts, man. He likes getting hit. Detroit, he used to get clobbered, and he was still on his feet playing. He didn't really get hurt that much either. He's a good guy. We only had Calvin Johnson, and he still found out to make uh, so many records that he has. He's got Odell and Mr. Cooper Cup, one of the best receivers we've seen, one of the best seasons we've had for a receiver. And the defense, man, they got stars on each level. Jalen Ramsey. Can't say who the uh, linebackers are because they're okay. Hey, but the Aaron hey Donald, what? that middle linebacker sucks. That white guy? <laughs> What's his fucking name? And when I was watching I the first two games, it's like he's two steps slow every play. I was like, he's going to be – I think he's got two E's in the middle of his name and a reader or something like that. He fucking – It might be. It might be. <laughs> but honestly, you got Aaron Donald, bro. He's – I think he's the best player in the NFL. I don't, I don't know. I mean, there is a conversation, but I think he is the best player in the NFL. That's going to be a tough one, man. I mean, like you said, we, we were talking about it. The Titans had nine sacks on the boys. Aaron Donald is an unstoppable force. And you got all these pansies on your line, you know, and y'all can't run the ball. What does that mean? We bull rushing straight to Joe the whole game. If Joe Mixon can't get off, it's going to be a problem. That's all I'm saying. If your boy Joe can't get any running yards, it's going to be a fucking problem. Because if you got Von Miller and Aaron Donald running at you crazy, and your boy Lloyd is also really good, look out. Look out, Mr. Burrow. And like we've seen in the in previous Super Bowls, when there's a hell of pressure coming at the quarterback, it's a hard game to play. Ask Mahomes. Ask Brady a couple times versus the Giants. You know, it's not easy being cheesy. Well, you know what? Can I respond as Joe Burrow to you, Terry? <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, that's what my last <laughs> bitch said, too. I'll sit, I'll sit and relax. Go ahead. I already said it. That's what, <laughs> that's what my last bitch said, too. <laughs> That's what they said about the Bengals and Joe Burrow in every game going up to the Super Bowl. They can't block mm-hmm. anybody. They can't run the football. Uh, you never know what you're going to get from their defense. And- they say that versus the Chiefs. The Chiefs have a shitty defense. I never said that once. Mm-hmm. Remember, you're talking to me. The Chiefs, I told you the Chiefs defense was bad. And you were like, no, the Chiefs defense. I- Shut the fuck up. I picked them to win then. Oh, Patrick Mahomes. I didn't say not one single word about the defense. Not one single word I ever said about Kansas City's defense. They just lost the game. Is that guy. He will figure it out. He will overcome the setbacks. I don't know if they're going to get nine sacks or 11, Terry, but I know that defensive line for the L.A. is explosive. And the other thing I know is that Joe Burrow is not going to cough up the baby on a strip sack to Aaron Donald or Leonard Floyd or – Von Miller, I know that's his calling card. You're going to have to take it off the tip hands of a receiver if you want this ball, okay? Because Joe Burrow ain't giving it to you. He's putting that ball in the back of the end zone, right where it belongs, in the hands of a 6'5 wide receiver 
that didn't do shit for my fantasy team. <laughs> okay. I think this is like a uh, it's a coronation, Terry, and it's a culmination of everything that we've seen from him since they said he wasn't good enough at Ohio State. And what has he done since then? Nothing but fucking win. It's destiny. It's the prophecy. It's time Big Dick Burrow fulfills it. Okay. I hear you. Not a lot of football analysis in that. It's just a lot of faith in Joe Burrow. But <laughs> go ahead, man. That's cool. That's You know what? That's the funny thing I've been hearing all fucking week. All goddamn week. And I think a lot of people got in trouble with that pack from home shit. No, no, no. Listen, listen, listen. And this is what everybody's been saying. And this is the same thing that people were saying about Mahomes last week. There wasn't a lot of fucking analysis going down. They just said they got the best quarterback on the field. The guy's got the moxie. The guy's got the talent. Hey, all that shit was all cool in games until he couldn't do shit in the second half. All right? So, look, I got there's a plan of players that can do something against this guy that everyone loves. All I hear all fucking week so far. And it's only fucking Monday, and I've been hearing this shit on all the sports talk radios. I've been hearing it from you. Joe Burrow's the guy. Heard it here. Joe Burrow's the guy. Heard it here first is where you heard it. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow pisses excellence. He eats your fucking girlfriend's dreams for breakfast. I don't give a damn about any of that, okay? If my man is on his ass for more than he was versus the Titans – it's going to be a problem. This is a Super Bowl. You can't be fucking up either. Okay, so, and so you're counting on sacking him ten times more than he was against the Titans. Not only it's are not you, sex, huh? It's not. It's not even going to be sex. It's, it's going to be, be sex. Is, and also, it's going to be this. Game. And also, it's going to be this. The coach of the Bengals, the pupil from McVay. McVay's looking at him like, "Hey, how's it going, little brother? How you doing? We're going to have a nice football game today." Zach Taylor's going to be nervous. He's going to be doing but, stupid shit. And Zach Taylor's looking right back at him like. He ain't doing shit. He's licking his mustache. That's what he's doing. He's always doing. Watch the motherfucker on the sideline. Every time that they're down in a game, and it's like a pressure situation. That's how he comforts himself. He likes that warm feeling on top of his lip. <laughs> All right. I hear you. I hear you, buddy. Hey, you get no football analysis from me on this one. Okay. I had I played it on Madden. I simmed it three times. The Rams won every time. <laughs> it wasn't even close. And I still came out here and say the Bengals are going to win. There's no X's and O's talk that makes any sense. <laughs> Joe Burrow is should be running for his life the entire game, just like Pat Mahomes was last year. That is what the logical thing to say is. But I didn't get this far on being logical, Terry. <laughs> okay, I got you. <laughs> We didn't get this far without being logical. We're not logical at all. So let, let me ask you this. What do you think is the most overhyped storyline that you'll hear during this week that probably won't matter as much going into this game? The most overhyped storyline? Like, what are you yeah. hearing the most that is like we're talking all about this and it's probably not even going to play out this way? Uh, I think, I mean, honestly, if I, if I really, really thought about it, I think, Mostly that Zach Taylor is going to be scared to face his pupil. Everything else will actually kind of matter. Exactly what you just said. Your own reasoning. That was my last reason. Cat's out of the bag, Terry. (laughs) (laughs) 
Now you're just spewing out bullshit. I hear you. It's all good. Hey, let me ask you this. I got to fulfill the Mountain Dew, Terry. Are you still going to have all this moxie about Joe when he loses? Like, you still going to have a lot of confidence in him? Is it going to go down? Like, is everybody still going to be like, oh, Joe's a guy? Or he's playing with house money, apparently. Everybody keeps saying that. Listen, man, you could take there's, you could take and there's no pressure. Stafford out of Detroit, but you can't take the Detroit out of Matthew Stafford. This guy's crazy. His playoff numbers are ridiculous, bro. The curse is real. He almost has a thousand yards passing in the playoffs. You know that. I know, but six touchdowns. This is this. What is the big storyline been this whole week? L.A. pass rush against the Bengals' offensive line. How the fuck are the Bengals going to block these guys? You know what nobody's talking about? How are the Rams going to block the Bengals? Because last time I checked, the Bengals got after it and forced a ton of turnovers. Uh, over the last like seven weeks and in all the postseason games. Nobody's talking about that Bengals defense roughing up Matthew Stafford and forcing him to make some bad decisions. Ooh, so you thinking you digging deep. I like it. I, hey, look, it took a minute, but we got to your brain. We're in there now. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> I see it. Hey, look, I can honestly say that. But look, man, it's TV, baby. We only got like a couple minutes to talk about segments. We ain't gonna talk about the Bengals defense. You know what the number one story is? <laughs> we can talk about it because this is our pod. We got time. We got time for the bullshit. You know, like they like to say, I ain't have time for it, but I got time now. Yeah, we got time. I hear you. Bengals defense is good as fuck. And if you watch the second half of that Chiefs game, there's a nice little recipe there. But they didn't send a lot of pressure. So if Stafford ain't getting pressured, that's the difference, though. Mahomes, <clears throat> and I feel like a lot of people like to forget this. This was in his scouting report when he came out of college. If he doesn't see the big shot for a really, really long time, he starts to get impatient, starts to get the happy feet. You know, Stafford, proven veteran, bro. Been in the league for years and years and years. He doesn't get happy feet. He'll take the check down until the game is over, until they win. He's not going to throw it if it's not there. He's a smart guy. thousand yards in the playoffs almost, bro. 962. What has been the, the trend for great defenses that go into the Super Bowl? The, the number one thing that you have to do to make the Super Bowl is get That's pressure right. with four. Yeah. Get pressure without having to blitz. And Both teams have that. Yeah. And against Mahomes, the Bengals did it with three in the yeah. second half, dropping eight in the coverage. So if they mm-hmm. can repeat that type of performance – if they can move Matt Stafford off his spot and still have an extra guy up in a coverage advantage situation, uh, I think it's an under-talked-about storyline, man. Everyone's talking about Joe Burrow run for his life. It might be Matthew Stafford. And yeah. Trey Hendrickson is no joke. Yeah. That good. gigantic defensive tackle they have, whose name I don't know, is no fucking joke either. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's, he's actually like been hundred pounds bigger than Aaron Donald. Is is ridiculous. He's actually been like a decent replacement because you remember when they used to have uh, Geno Atkins? Yeah, he was an absolute beast. This dude's quietly been you know having some good productive years, man. Yeah, and he's and seventy nobody, pounds bigger. Nobody's talking about him, and we're not talking about him because we don't know his name. Hey, we're talking about him. We just don't know your name. <laughs> All right, <laughs> listen, they're. Players on 32 teams in the NFL. There's no way I'm going to know all these guys. But when I look on TV and I see somebody pop out, you pop out, buddy. Good job. Of course. I mean, yeah, we'll talk about it. But everyone's, of course, going to talk about the Rams dudes because fucking Aaron Donald's the best player in the league. And Von Miller has been the defensive MVP, I think. I know definitely one, maybe even twice. Like, 
we're going to talk about them. They went all out for this, this season. Is Super Bowl MVP too. Yeah, this is Super Bowl or bust for the Rams. But everybody keeps saying there's all this pressure and shit. If they don't win, they don't win. Who fucking like whatever? They went to the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Nobody expected this Super Bowl matchup. Like we weren't like, oh, it's gonna be Rams Bengals. No one ever said that. I feel like I feel like Joe Burrow is just like Matthew Stafford. Like this has been a cute story. Like you overcoming all this stuff, and everybody <laughs> didn't think you were good. And now, like yeah. you won the big game, and you got to the Super Bowl, and you had the big throw in crunch time to prove everybody wrong. And Matthew yeah. Stafford is riding such a high right now. This is the pinnacle of his career, the most important game of his life. This is just Sunday for Joe Burrow. It's not it's that. Like, this not is a- what I do. Listen, man, enjoy this moment because I'm going to be back here like eight, 12 more times. Bro, Stafford, there ain't no pressure on Stafford, man. My man has been the underdog his whole career. Why is there pressure for him? Because they, sur- they gave up. All these picks to surround him. It's like this year they got to get it done. They gave up that's so many the, first rounders, so much stuff. That's all, he he has all the pieces. He's got the running back. He got the offensive line. He's got the creative play caller. He's got two number one wide receivers. I mean, at this point, if you don't get it done, there's no more excuses. There ain't no pressure for him because we didn't expect him to be anything, anyways. Did we expect Matt Stafford to be this great fucking guy? Not when he went to Detroit. Well, as soon as he went to Detroit, everybody's like, oh, he's done. Career's yeah, done. He, he got traded to the Rams. I said they're going to the Super Bowl. On the wax. He's good, but there's no pressure on him. Maybe there's pressure on the team because they did all this just to get these guys. But Stafford doesn't feel no pressure, man. Stafford's out there throwing like there's not a care in the world, bro. All these throws are fucking you, – he throws shit in between double teams. I'm just like – the fucking and it splits him. I mean, he's a gunslinger. He is a gunslinger. He doesn't care. I mean, even in the Niners game, my guy throws it to Cup behind him. Cup is covered, like completely covered. Stafford's a half like it. He got it. He's just bro. The receivers are beastly. Stafford doesn't care. He's a gunslinging guy. He's gonna gunsling until he dies. Who's your bet to win Super Bowl MVP? Who's winning this year? Stafford. I got Stafford. So obviously I have to pick Joe Burrow if I'm gonna pick the Bengals, <laughs> right? Got to do. It. You don't have to. But I'll say this: if the Bengals win, I'll hedge my bets here, Terry. If the Bengals oh, win, it's Joe Burrow. If the Rams win, it's Aaron Donald. No, it's gonna be a high-scoring game. It's gonna be in the twenty. I just, I, I'm afraid Aaron Donald is gonna get Grady Jarreted, where he had three and a half sacks in the Super Bowl on Tom Brady. And nobody remembers. Yeah, true, 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 true. Well, here's my question to you, and this is just a just a question since we're just talking. Who's gonna have more product productivity, Odell Beckham or T. Higgins? T. Higgins. Ooh, interesting, interesting. That was a prop bet. I bet it on Beckham. You know why? We'll see. It's a big one for Beckham, bro. Because uh, Jalen Ramsey is gonna be guarding T. Higgins one on one, and they're gonna be doubling up on Chase. You think so? We don't know. That's what your prediction. That's the game plan. I mean, that's usually what people do. If you have a shutdown corner, they're like, all right, you go take the number two out of the game. We'll double the number one, and now you have nowhere to throw the ball at all. We'll see. I mean, they didn't do that attempt. I think T. Higgins could beat him one-on-one. I think Joe is going to trust him to beat him one-on-one, too. He's he's going to attack Jalen Ramsey. 
He's not going to be like out here shying away like Revis Island and all that stuff. No, we going at you. You don't think Ramsey is as good as like Revis and them? No. Ooh, interesting, interesting. I think he deserved to make the Pro Bowl. This year, probably not. It's all reputation with these corners, though. If you're not really getting thrown at, everybody's like, oh, he's shut down. He's a lockdown, like Richard Sherman. And then when people started throwing at Sherman, they're like, hold on, this guy fucking, this guy's fucking slow. Yeah. They're like, wait, he ran a 4-6 in the 40? Oh, hell. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, stop it. It's all about schemes. Ain't no shutdowns no more. Hey, These receivers are too good. You just had – put that on a T-shirt, Terry. It's all about schemes. And oh, yeah. There's no better person to ask about that than Brian Flores, who this week uh, filed a class action lawsuit against the NFL mm-hmm. for racial discrimination for under or behind the scenes schemes, I guess you yeah. could say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, text came out. Brian Flores leaked text between him and Bill Belichick with Bill mm-hmm. Belichick congratulating Flores on getting the job with the New York Giants. Flores did wrong not get Brian. the job with the New York Giants. It takes the bag. Oh, are you sure you got the wrong Brian? Bill Belichick, uh, ever loquacious, replied, I fucked up. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. And, see, that was – this is why Brian's going to get money from that situation. I don't know about the other two. The Miami shit's pretty fucked up, and we can talk about that. That's my biggest gripe is a Miami one. But – the text message was before Brian Flores had the interview. So that was the problem. They had already given the job away, but they, you know, had to fill right. in their fucking rule rule quota to still interview Brian Flores. It's a sham. It's ridiculous. And then, here, here, you know, Belichick texted him too. And he was like, guys, I fucked up. I let the cat out of the bag. I accidentally yeah. told Brian Flores uh, that he's going to an interview that he has no chance getting. So the Giants are like, yeah. okay. They, they said they're like, we took three hours of copious notes. We had 20 pages of notes from the meeting. We were so invested. It was such a great interview. Like, yeah. You guys are faking the funk way too hard. It's like oh yeah. It's like when you uh, try to set somebody up for murder, and it's like they put DNA evidence, fingerprints, hair fibers, uh, a credit <laughs> card bill in his wallet. It's like y'all did way too much to set this up, man. No actual yeah. killer would leave this much evidence behind. And that's what y'all nah. did, taking 25 pages of notes from this meeting with Brian Flores. No, you're right. But my my biggest gripe... Oh, Tortoise. What the what hell? What are you doing? My biggest gripe of everything, though, is the Miami Dolphins situation, dude. The Miami Dolphins situation was the biggest gripe for me. Like, he took a fucking absolutely garbage team with a quarterback that honestly can't throw, like, really to save his life. And they won eight games in a row in the NFL with a shit team. He got a winning record with the Dolphins, who are not a good football team. They got a decent defense, but and it's all because – And and with the owner offering to pay him $100,000 per game to lose the to games. Lose. Yeah. So th- that's the thing for me. Like, so you want – Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go. This ain't going to be the, the white guy over-talking the black dude <laughs> on the racial uh, insensitivity discrimination issue. You're full no, I'm, friend. I'm saying, like, you you want this dude to tank the season so you can, like, get a pick, right? You, you're offering him $100,000 and shit. 
He gives you a fucking winning record, nine and eight. And we don't even talk about it until he's like, yo, I'm about to sue the NFL. Y'all almost made the playoffs when you wanted to take the entire season and have a number one pick and you fire that coach. And no one talks about that shit at all until he's like, yo, I'm suing the fuck out of somebody. No one would ever get fired if the Jaguars had a winning record this year. Your boy fucking uh, Urban Urban Meyer. Man, ESPN would have sucked his fucking glorious gold ring cock all fucking day and night, dude. There would have been weeks and weeks of stories about how Urban Meyer is one of the best football coaches that turned around this big season for the Jaguars, bro. But everybody wants to sweep this fucking dolphin shit on the table because Brian Flores is like, yo, I'm about to sue y'all. And he should have been a coach. He deserves to be a coach again. We'll see if the NFL if the NFL blackballs Flores, then we're gonna have a serious fucking conversation. Kaepernick is a player, but a coach that had a winning record for a team that was gonna tank it—that's a problem. That's a fucking problem. Go ahead. So to me, first of all, I agree with ninety-five percent of everything you just said. For me, the thing that stuck out, stood out to me the most out of all this story and all these allegations was the fact that we just got evidence that the owner, an owner in the NFL is undermining the integrity of the game and trying to throw games. To me, yeah, that's, a big problem. that's the biggest news story out of everything. Because he should lose his team. Guess what, Terry? I know there's racial discrimination in the NFL. It's 29 billionaire, seven year old white guys who run the league, and one Indian dude who they let in so they could be like, oh, look, 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 guys, we're changing. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, it's an Asian lady. In they have a fucking rule in place that makes you hire black people or makes you interview black people, and nobody honors it. They just uh, you know, do it just, just for the rule's sake. So mm-hmm. was this surprising to me that, that this is happening? Absolutely not. The surprising part is that an owner of the team would go out there and incentivize his own team to lose. How much money is bet on these games, Terry? Oh, probably a million billions, bro. Maybe. Is it not a federal offense? When billions of dollars have exchanged hands and you're tampering with that, that business, those transactions and the integrity of them? Now, the, uh, you know, people who bet on Dolphins game during that period not go back to their books and say, no, I want my money back from this bet. This wasn't a fair game, et cetera. They could. could. There haven't been criminal charges that come out of this is is my takeaway. And this story to me is not the racism. It's it's the cheating. It is the collusion. It is the (laughs) undermining of the game. Now, that is that is huge. He he deserves like the whole Pete Rose and all that. There's you can't be an owner of a team and then do this and you should be money talks sell. You should be forced to sell. Money talks, baby. Money talks. My man's got the money and he can shut up Goodell and them. You know it. it, it I I hear what you're saying, but I think it's you know everybody's going to always talk about the racial so stuff. How am I supposed to believe in this product going forward? I'm never going to believe in the Dolphins. If he wanted to tank no, the no, season. No. And you I'm talking about the NFL as a whole. Oh. Because now who's to say who else isn't doing this? Hey, bro. Now, you're a fan. stink has been made. It's not like the other 31 owners came out and were like, we can't have this. We're investing. <laughs> we're uh, hiring our own independent investigators into these allegations. 
this is something that we uh, have a zero tolerance policy that would yeah, yeah, yeah. integrity entirely. Nobody said that shit. We haven't heard anything. They're like, wow, oh, look at this crazy N-word. <laughs> yeah, we haven't heard anything. I'm making all these allegations. Uh, yeah. The other shit hey, look, is so going to be dropped. This is the type of shit, bro, that people get fucking killed over. Like, oh, billions and billions of dollars and affecting, like, that change in hands. When, yeah, yeah. when people who aren't in America are getting affected by, like, this game and betting it and all types of stuff, like, this is getting more and more and more complicated. This is like, way is, deeper than racism. It is, it is kind of wild that he's still the owner of the team. When he, when that, it is alleged, right? It's not, like, factual. We don't really know until the whole situation is, um, you know, complete, but... It's a it's a travesty, bro. But we've been talking about this whole coaching thing for a long ass time. Yeah. Like, and it is it is what it and is. To be clear, Brian Flores will never coach in the NFL again. He'll get completely whiteballed, just like Colin Kaepernick did. This shit's gonna be bigger though. He's a fucking winning coach, bro. Yeah. He took a horrible, horrible franchise, and they almost made the playoffs this year. Colin Kaepernick yeah. went to the Super Bowl in the AFC Championship game three three years in a row, and then was yep. on the street. Okay, yep. so uh, and, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, and that coach, Ryan Flores might be the time man of the year, but you won't be a head coach in the NFL ever again. And yeah, uh, I tell you what, you should do, Brian. Go coach a HBCU team and get down there with Prime and fucking change the whole paradigm of collegiate yep. recruiting in college sports. You really want to make a difference for the next generation of coaches and players in the NFL? It starts there. And they'll they'll go to his team. If I'm a HBCU, HBCU like college, oh! I'm getting Brian Flores. I'm getting HBU? him. HBU Vanessa. <laughs> now nah, you know what I mean. But if if I'm a HBCU dude, I'm getting Brian Flores right away. I'm at least try to. He might be out of your price range. I'll go to him though. But sometimes you gotta just let the dogs out. You know what I'm saying? And go for it. <laughs> and that, that's what I'd be doing if I was at Georgia State or Grambling or any of these other joints. Now that I see Brian Flores is available, uh, hotline bling. Brian, hey, you at the Flores? No? <laughs> well, uh, uh, he, he's why you're here, buddy. He's a hell of a coach, and he deserves way better than when he got treated. So, But we all know that. Hey, well, Terry, let's go on from, uh, you know, black players in, in football making a difference. So black players in football making a difference. As we talk about Barcelona playing Atletico Madrid, yesterday Barcelona won 4-2, and the team looked a lot different than the last time you saw them, Terry. <laughs> yeah, they definitely did. Moving on up the standings, you guys are. Huh? Last time I feel like I was talking about y'all, y'all you know, 7th, 8th, ninth, and now you guys are sneaking up into 4th place. Yes, sir. What the hell's going on over there? About to get up into third, too, if you know what I mean, Real Betis. Hey, you guys robbed people of their money, all right? I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear all these advertisers like, no, 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 we're giving it. No, there's some, you guys are cheating. And if you guys are if you guys are figuring out a cheating, your way to getting these players, <laughs> you better watch out. You better hope everything is on the books. I'm telling you, because UEFA's looking, I mean, uh, FIFA's looking at you motherfuckers like, where's this money coming from? Mm -hmm. Where is the money coming from? I need to know. All right. Was this thing on? I, yeah. Barcelona. Hey, shouts to Umtiti. <laughs> 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 his whole deal so we can sign four players. 
This winter, Barcelona brought in Ferran Torres. They brought in Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Despite us saying that they didn't have room to sign him, they uh, just didn't register Danny Alves for Europa. So they uh, they found room for Aubameyang. So they got Aubameyang, Adama Traore, Ferran mm-hmm. Torres, and Danny mm-hmm. Alves all in the same mm-hmm. And against Atletico that. Madrid, all four were in sterling form on display as Barcelona put four behind Pathetico Madrid, their less rivalry rivals from the capital. <laughs> yeah. The new players that made the difference, Terry, Ferran Torres playing the game in that false nine position in the middle, Adama Traore out on the right, delivering a man-of-the-match performance with a goal terrorizing the other team. Danny Alves was contributing all over the stat sheet with a goal assist and a red card. And uh, <laughs> a Aubameyang came in for the last 20 minutes and, like, forced two or three yellow cards from the other team with his uh, fast feet in there as well. Yep. And, and yep. the span of one month, Barcelona have gone from starting Elias, uh Abdi Ezazuli, <laughs> and other guys <laughs> – that uh, you've never heard of before yeah. to play in bona fide world class players at these positions. Yeah. Yeah, world class. We're back, but baby. We're back, baby. This is a uh, this is more of a conversation about La Liga being absolutely trash. Okay. Because nope, don't look at me like that. Don't look at me like that. Adama Traore could barely get time in the Premier League. Fernand Torres could barely get time in the Premier League. Danny Alves came from fucking Brazil. And uh, who, who's the other guy? Who's the last? Aubameyang could barely get time in the Premier League. And all three of them go to La Liga and absolutely dominate Atletico Madrid, who's in the fourth place. In, no, third. I don't even know what place they're in. They're in the top five. Okay? They're in the top five. And all of a sudden, Barcelona looks like a new team with, with rejects from Premier League teams. But no, La Liga wants to get respected. We're not a Farmers League. You're a fucking Farmers League, get your pesticides out. Get them and spread them all over the field because you guys are a Farmers League. But, I don't want to hear it. No, no, shut the hell up. No. Don't you dare talk Terry. right now. You guys suck. You're absolutely trash. If you want to defend them, defend them. I'll defend them, all right? We have nowhere to go but up. Our, at least these batch of Premier League, Premier League rejects came from good teams because the last two guys – Came from Middlesbrough and Newcastle and Martin Braithwaite and Luke de Jong, who we were starting this season. Okay? I'd much rather have Man City's, Arsenal's, and Wolves rejects than have. Oh, Middlesbrough? Middlesbrough, Terry? He couldn't hang it at Middlesbrough and Newcastle. This is a step in the right direction for us. Hey, look. Shout out to your team. I'm just talking about the league, okay? You can't defend your league. You cannot. Come on now. Yeah. Those guys, you, no, you. the guys you got aren't good. It's still the most technical league in the world. It's still the most beautiful soccer being played. It still features the most skilled players in the world. No. Yeah, it does. No. Who? Real Madrid is still the best team in the world. No. It pains me to say that. And they have, they play so ugly. They have been for like five years. Yeah, they do ugly, but they've been the best. Like I hate to say this shit. The last five years, you're saying that? Yeah, dude. The last f- 
fucking 12 years has been all Barcelona or Real Madrid. Like, congratulations to Chelsea for winning it last year, but nobody thought you are the best team, and nobody thinks you're the best team this year. Oh, yeah, we hated that Chelsea shit. Like, but, I mean, Liverpool had one year where they were the best team in the world, and besides that, it's been Barca or Real Madrid for the last 12 years. No, we're not going for that. That's not what we're doing. Because when you look at it, when when here, here's my thing. Here's my argument for you guys. And I, you know, I'm, I'm overacting. A, I'm overreacting a little bit. You're overacting too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you're trying out for white chicks too. I'm doing both. <laughs> I'm doing both. All right. Uh-huh. If honestly, bro, Arsenal's not a good team. Wolves is also not a good team. But Man City, they are a great team. Okay. So you got one good player from a great team, and you got two other guys that were rejects from not so good teams. All right. And then they immediately go to your league and they absolutely dominate. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's it. This is what I'll say. The manager for Tottenham, he orders a tuna ni swa salad and pronounces tuna ni koi salad. <laughs> that sounds like a white chick's joke. <laughs> You're an idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> But my thing is this, right? I'm not going to disagree with you saying that, like, Madrid and Barca did not dominate, like, in the last 12 years. But I will say in the last five years, there have been Premier League, Champions League finals. You know what I'm saying? It's been all English finals, okay? Yeah. With teams that were unexpected as well. You know, not In the last five years, there was also an all-Spanish final, Real Madrid and Pathetico. Just for posterity's sake. The last five? Yeah. Nope. Mm-mm. Was that 2017? Wasn't that Real Madrid and Pathetico? Real Madrid and Juventus. Was it 218 then? Who was it? Hey, look, last five. Real Madrid, I'll give you that. Juventus. Mm-hmm. Boom. Next year, Real Madrid, Liverpool. Boom. Next year, Liverpool, Tottenham. Mm-hmm. Next year, neither one is Bayern versus PSG. Then the year after that is the Chelsea Man City. So two, all English, but Madrid was in the majority of the shits. But just one team, though. It's not not anybody else. Just Madrid. Well, I think the, hey, hey, the wait, reason wait. is the teams well, in listen, England. Listen. England has like eight good teams. Spain has that's good what teams. But that's what I'm telling you. That's that's what I'm saying. So you had in the five years you got one Madrid, England, Liverpool, Tottenham, Chelsea, Man City. And I think that was it. That's four. You have one. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And we can, I, I'm not going to argue that one is better than the other. Of course, the Premier League is better than La Liga. It is. I'm just arguing that La Liga is not a good league. That's it. Well, you'd be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> just wait, Terry. Get the excitement back. The excitement is coming back with Barcelona. And once they, okay. once they give you something to watch, it's going to be worth watching. But okay. for now, nobody wants to tune in to watch Valencia. I personally really enjoy like watching Sevilla. Um, I, I think they're a good team, but I know how you feel about Sevilla. We'll wait for them to win the Europa League next year. <laughs> no, I, I do agree with you that I think there are, I would say, definitely you have your top three in Atletico and Madrid, Real Madrid and um, Barca, but then – Sevilla, Valencia, you know, they're usually there. But then everything 
under that, you're just like, you don't really know. Like Sociedad, of course, sometimes they got good teams. Real Betis every now and then, Villarreal every now and then. But those teams, I mean, when they go against Premier League teams, they get fucking smocked, dude. Honestly, like, to me, I think, like, the Wolves, they're probably, like, the ninth or tenth best team in England, in my opinion. Yeah, based probably. on their talent, probably something like that. Yeah. They'd be the fifth best team in Spain. Okay. They're probably that's the argument. They're like on the level. They're they're above Valencia. They're right there with Real Betis. They're below Sevilla. But we're saying La Liga is definitely a, the second best league in the world, though. It's not a conversation. No, I didn't say that. I said it was just the most technical. It's probably oh. at, at this point. It's probably the third best. I probably put Serie A above it too, because Serie A is yeah, yeah. strong, bro. Serie A is looking good. They're scoring more goals. You know, nobody wants to watch that Katanashio shit all the time. <laughs> and especially nah. with, uh, you know, Serie A being an incestuous league that likes to sell their players to other teams within their league, like Vlaovic yeah. going to Juve, they don't lose a lot yeah. of talent going to the yeah. Premier League and stuff like that. Well, I I mean, but you got to give us a shout-out to all those teams. Though. A lot of those teams have won the Champions League, you know, in their history of the yeah. existence of the teams, like Napoli, Juve, Roma, um, Inter, AC Milan, fucking – I don't think any of the other teams, but I think most of them, those teams have won it. Maybe Florentina, maybe, back in the day. But a lot of those teams, are, they have history, and they're good. And they're, they're really good now. A lot of them are really good this year. Like, they're, they're coming up. Serie A's coming back. Next week, Napoli plays Barcelona. We'll get an up-close and personal look at what you're talking about, uh, Terry. Yeah, this you'll get to see those uh, victory for uh, Barca by any, yeah, by any see, chance. You get to see those Premier League rejects and see how they really look versus yeah, a real I'm, team. I'm excited. I mean, Traore is just like he stands out immediately on the field. Like we were watching the game, and T's just like, "Who the fuck is that?" <laughs> <laughs> Never watched soccer at any of that. Don't know anything about it. But she sees yeah. that guy on the ball. She's like. That's different than everything else on the TV. Who is that? Yeah. Yeah, he's a beast. He's an absolute beast. And he's going to be a beast for you guys. Not to say that Wolves, you know, treated him badly, but he just wasn't beating guys. And that's what he's supposed to do. That wasn't it. It was that they'd switch their formation again. Hey, man, you got to be able to adjust and play soccer, bro. Shit. Hey, their coach that he played so well under, he went to go coach Tottenham. Yeah, he was. Spirito Santos. Then his ass got fired from Tottenham quick after like a month. Because Kane didn't care. Yeah, they should have brought his ass back to Wolves because now the Wolves are like, there's no position for Adama. They don't play with like, Wolves. Huh? Wolves were so good, they got a damn documentary on Amazon. Yeah, and I one of my favorite teams to play with in FIFA. Never play with them no more. <laughs> and Adama's gone. <laughs> Can't play with Adama. If he's gone, we out of here. We ain't doing it. But you know, that's all that's all I'm saying. He had you know, Vaseline himself up in the Premier League before each game so the guys couldn't get their hands on him and whatnot. I don't think he's <laughs> gonna have that problem in Spain. I don't think guys would be able to, to to get their hands on him at all. Like they're not gonna be in the play. Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. All I'm saying is I agree. Barcelona, of course, is way better. We both agree on that. I agree, Madrid is top. Two or three, they, you know, it's a consideration. City is really fucking good. If they get a striker, they're the best. It's not even like I think that's 
a done and done conversation, but it's only Madrid and Barcelona and Atletico has snuck in, you know, recently with the Simeone. He's a really good coach. I can't call your league a great league. I just can't. I can't. It's, I cannot do it's it. It's fallen from the heights that it was at, but Terry, and it's on its way back up with a great generation of young players. Hopefully. Probably has like the most promising generation of young players of any team Hopefully. in the world. I just can't Besides say America. If, if, that is. <laughs> all, I, all I'm saying is this: if Luis Suarez is still top ten in goals and he's fucking thirty eight, we're gonna have to have some conversations about this. Uh, you know, number three spot in the world type. He, he's shit. good. That's all I'm. Saying. He's good. He that's scored against I'm Barca. Saying. He came in for like five minutes and scored. I, and that's what I'm that's saying. He's old as shit. Nice as fuck. A double header. You should have never gave him up. No, should have never given him up, Terry. But I'm happy with who we brought in now. You know, the Africans are making a difference already. And uh, that that's what we needed, bro. But it's not just in. You got one African. Abumiang. He's the only one. You said Africans. Yeah, Adama Traore. He's not from Africa. <laughs> He doesn't even speak any language on, of Africa. I'm sorry. What's his name? He speaks no, Spanish. No. What's his name? Kunta. No, <laughs> You're telling me a guy named Traore is not from Okay. All right. Hey, bro, speaks Spanish. Hey, wait a he speaks fluent Spanish and no other language. Hey, let's, let's be woke. You know what? I appreciate it, Terry. <laughs> no, I'm done. I'm done with that woke shit. That shit's over. Hey, look, everything's over. Me too, woke, yeah. all that okay. shit. So Senegal has seven guys named Triori on the team, <laughs> but this guy is just Spanish. Okay, all right. Cantonese, baby. <laughs> Cantonese. Cantonese, <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Shouts to Congo. Terry, I am uh, <laughs> representing... You know what I'm saying? For the African Cup of Nations. I got Good my cup. Congo jersey on, Terry. I felt a little bit conflicted about putting the chain on on top of the Congo. If you say this, if you say this, I'm fucking out. I'm telling you, if you fucking say this joke that you said before, I'm it leaving. It so well the last time we tried it. <laughs> <sighs> Terry, what did I say um, – uh, on the pod a month ago, I said, watch out for Senegal in the World Cup. They're the only country from Africa that has a shot to win this shit. And then they came and took yeah. care of business in the African Cup of Nations. Sadio Mane won MVP of the tournament, making yep. his PK in the final. Your boy, Mohamed Salah, didn't even get to take one. Mo Salah. Wait, he didn't take one? He was Why? the fifth taker, and they lost 4-2 in PK. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was like, hold on. I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch any of the African Cup of Nations, but I'm sure that game was actually pretty good. Yeah, they said it was. I didn't watch it either. Oh, you didn't watch it? Okay. <laughs> well, what's funny was like Aubameyang. Oh, what channel am I going to watch it on? I don't know what I'm channel sure. it was on. Actually. I don't know what channel it was on. I didn't ask. It's just, I just, it's so fucking stupid. And I'm sorry, you know, to call Africa dumb, but like, why are you having a major tournament in the middle of all the major leagues? You do this shit all the time. Why can't you switch it? Why can't they change it? Is it too hot? Hey, we already changed the World Cup. <laughs> so at this point, we can change yeah. whatever the fuck we want. 
Change the African Cup of Nations. You know, actually, Terry, we might have to have it every four months because we have to have the World Cup every two years to give these Africans hope for a better life. Said the president of FIFA this week, yep. Terry. Yeah, yep. yep. said this. Yep, he said, you're absolutely right. Yeah, he said <laughs> absolutely ridiculous statement said by that man. Oh my goodness! You know. Did I lose it? Oh, here I, we go. You got president it. Johnny Infantino suggested mm-hmm. that a World Cup every two years would prevent African refugees from fleeing to Europe. He said we have to give the Africans hope so they don't have to cross the Mediterranean to perhaps be able to have a better life here. We have to give them opportunities and dignity, Terry. We have to give them dignity. Whatever, dude. Let's have the African Cup of Nations every month. They just want money. They don't have any dignity. We need to have tournaments every month (laughs) because that's what gives African people dignity, having soccer tournaments. (laughs) That's the president of fucking soccer. (laughs) Hey, man. Well... I thought we moved on from a bigot before, but seems like we got somebody that's, you know, in the same class, in the same vein. And if you guys would like to hear more about that, find out more about the corruption in soccer and about this doofus that they have running it up at FIFA, you can check out my article that will be live a week from today on www.thhlspod.com. It's on is a call to action for why this president needs to go and a kind of look behind the scenes to all the corruption that he's been a part of and the hundreds of lives, thousands even, that have been lost um, building these stadiums and whatnot in slave labor conditions, um, yeah. all because of greed. Not because yeah. we're giving African people hope, Terry. No, no, no. It's not because we have an obligation to give them opportunities and dignity. It's yeah. for the almighty dollar. And ain't a goddamn change. I know your article's going to be great. And I'll just like to remind the people, you know, and I'm sure everyone who listens to this pod will know, it's the first time in the history of anything. There, we've played the World Cup through wars, like world wars and shit. This is the first time they're moving it from the summer to the winter, which is giving Qatar should have never had it, man. They were not ready for it. And, you know, it's a, it's a travesty. Sorry for all those lives that have been lost, you know, through greed, but it is what it is. Yeah, man. Fuck FIFA. (laughs) And I'm not talking about 22, even though that game needs to be seriously overhauled as well. (laughs) Just wait till everybody switches until the the new consoles, man. Hey, if you got bitches, you got glitches. If you got glitches, you got riches. Something like that is what Andre said, 3000 said. Jesus Christ. He said, no. (laughs) We ending like that? That's how we going in? Mama, I'm a millionaire. <laughs> hey, look, special shout out to everybody who's been following. You know, our followers have gone up. We've got some more subscribers on YouTube. And also, uh, oh, the people want to know. We got some episodes missing on Spotify. They say, look, man. What? I what? Can't- what? <laughs> have they checked they recently? Want- they said they want the audio. Yeah. They're like, we want the audio. I gave man. the audio. We got it. We got it all up. I don't know. That's what they say. I don't. I don't listen to the audio. I, I watch YouTube sometimes, but honestly, I mean, y'all been giving us views, bro. I I, I, I actually uh really appreciate y'all watching it because I I didn't even watch the last ones. 
You know, some of the last joints, I'd be like, shit, man, we ain't got no views. I'm about to watch a couple times. But I haven't watched the last, <laughs> last three, bro. I got to respect the fans, bro. I haven't watched the last three, and y'all have uh, really, really, you know, show support for us. So I, I appreciate it. Shout out we to y'all. We couldn't do it without you. We Anything else you want to talk about, man? Huh? Anything else you want to talk about, or are we out of here? We gave him an hour 40. Gave him an hour 40? Yeah. I, I'll leave it. We'll leave him with this. Since I couldn't do it justice. Hey, man, turn that shit off. You know they can't play that on YouTube. <laughs> you got glitches. Hey, don't cancel that video. YouTube, it didn't mean it. Back on. <laughs> Go ahead and enjoy it, y'all. It's another week in the books, y'all. Habitual line steppers, get at us. Peace. No comments. Stand up. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to our podcast this evening. Thank you, thank you. You're far too kind.